Pete Fromm was made for Missoula. He is quintessential Montana. Plaid shirt, massive horseshoe mustache, hiking boots. Smart, outdoorsy, thoughtful. The prolific author has written over a dozen works. His book, As Cool As I Am, was made into a major motion picture starring Claire Danes. Fromm's memoir, Indian Creek Chronicles, goes beyond writing. It reveals how being a mountain man became a way of life for this adventurous local resident to this day. As a young adult, I was immortal. When I had kids, I thought, oh my God, what I must have done to my parents with calling them on the phone and saying, I'm dropping out and I'm going to go live in the wilderness and I'll give you a shout in June. I'm Bayless Flynn, and this is your Kaiman cast for the week of February 19. In 1978, an unprepared, easygoing, 19-year-old Pete Fromm left college as a sophomore at the University of Montana and accepted a winter job with the Idaho Department of Fishing Game in Indian Creek. He put his days of hitting the books behind him to spend seven months in the snowy wilderness completely isolated, with just his dog, a husky shepherd mix called Boone, to keep him company. I would climb up to the top of the ridges every day to get in the sun, and I remember just stopping one day and realizing there's not a single footprint back here that's as far as I can see, which is a long way, that's not mine, and, and that was pretty cool. Fromm's life has been full of risk. No one event created this mellow mountain man with a need to retreat. Looking back, the author seems to see Montana as his destiny. I caught up with him after he took his early morning swim at the Grizzly Pool on campus, where he once earned a scholarship for his aquatic skills. As a teen, he wanted to get out of the industrial city of Milwaukee, so he left behind what he calls his classic white bread family for UM. We did a camping trip out to the Tetons, and I just... I wanted to go west ever since. So in a couple of years, when I came out to Missoula, I didn't know anybody here. I'd never been in Montana, and I just got scared when I got on campus and just, oh, go to the pool. I know how to swim. And the swim coach here, there was another walk-on, and he just, we were both about the same level. And he put us in the same lane and said, I've got one scholarship left, and we just beat each other to death. He swam for two years before the university cut the program. He needed a new purpose and jumped at the idea of a challenge without thinking. Fromm was frankly not prepared for this level of a frigid outdoor experience, much like the fabled Chris McCandless from Into the Wild. But Fromm luckily didn't die in an abandoned bus. I had a roommate who read a lot of mountain man stories, and he got me into that stuff. And I'd never, I'd camped, but I'd never winter camped. I, I I planned to hunt for my food. I'd never hunted. I had to cook. I'd never cooked. Um, I had to buy seven months worth of food. I'd never bought a month. I meant I bought a day's worth of food. So I really leapt before I looked. <laughs> when he looked around, he was truly alone. Outside of the occasional hunter or warden who first got him started on this outdoor adventure that would become essential to how he would eventually make a living. They just seemed to know so much that it made me think, oh my God, I mean, I thought I knew nothing, but I know nothing. So it was kind of frightening in that way that they were only there for a day and a half when they dropped me off. And um, 
they handed me a chainsaw, which I'd never seen one or used one, and said, you should cut about 11 cords of wood. And I had to ask them what a cord was. And so when, when they left, it was more like, oh, shit, here I am. <laughs> now, now what do I do? Wood means warmth in the wilderness. And despite being outside almost every waking moment, being cold wasn't a notable part of the experience. The single cloth tent he had his first winter was enough. Over and over, not much seems to intimidate him. Just for a week or so, there were elk hunters camped out in the same place where I was. They found out what I was doing, and they would come by and just go, holy shit, you're spending a winter here? And that kind of was more frightening, sort of like I said before, just like, oh, you know, maybe I have bitten off more than I can chew. And then when they left, there was a long period where I didn't see anybody. The, the wardens tried to bring my mail every month or so, and they did, for about a month after they dropped me off, they came in on snow machines. And um, then the next time they tried to come in, I didn't know this, of course, but one of the snow machines caught fire, and so they didn't show for a couple months. <laughs> it was pretty haphazard. And they just, they would drive in, hand me my mail, and leave. Fromm temporarily traded a good group of friends and a girl who would become his future wife for his job of chopping up an icy waterfall to protect salmon eggs. Well, at first it was lonely, and I thought about my pals in Missoula and how much fun I'd be having there, and I thought, oh, if I could only get out and see those guys. But by Christmas, maybe, so after a couple months, I started to switch around to thinking that I'm not missing anything there. It's not going to be there when I go back. I mean, the Missoula Club will still be there. And what I would miss was everything that I was seeing back here. After living with a roommate in a cramped dorm room before his outdoor adventure, he now missed his friends, but was growing accustomed to the solitude, even embracing it. He chopped down trees, confronted wildlife, and braved the weather. Once the road opened in the spring, then I, I, I really resented it. I was 20, so I was like, these guys didn't deserve this. They, you know, they didn't spend the winter back here. They don't know what it's like. And so I felt possessive. And so I would avoid them. If I heard a truck come and I just stepped back into the woods. And I just, it was, it was sort of like a drag having to share it now. In that half a year, Fromm leaned into the calm quiet that came with existing and learned to love and recognize it. It's super, it hit me really hard when, when the spring came and the river, on, the ice came out of the river. And it's just, oh my gosh, I, for, I didn't realize how quiet it had been. And then you hear the river rumbling and roaring and, and just seeing the transformation of everything after going through what was a really hard winter, tons of snow and really cold, to see it open back up. It was sort of like, wow, I, that's something I'll never, like, I won't live through this again. But he would live through that again, returning to the wilderness over and over for the next 50 years. He continued to satiate his wild needs through his career. He was a lifeguard in the Nevada desert and ran the Snake and Rio Grande rivers as a ranger. He saved lives, retrieved bodies, and spent weeks solo but he remained consumed with seeing the transformation from dead to alive as light hit the Tetons or spring overtook Indian Creek. As an adult with a wife and two kids, he went back into the woods to babysit fish eggs again. When they told me that the boys couldn't come with me, when the Forest Service said that, 
I said, well, screw it, I won't go. And my wife said, no, you have to go. This is who you are. And I, then I had a month to contemplate that, walking 10 miles a day by myself. And it's kind of true that I think I, I was infected with something at Indian Creek that I always have this low-level pining for that, you know, I, it's... As soon as I got back in there, it was just, oh, I love the smell. I love the way the wind sounds in the trees. And that just being alone and seeing all this, it, it, it's like the weird, it's, you're not quite lonely. Fromm became an unexpected author after the wildlife biology major came back to school and took a creative writing class that changed his trajectory. This five-time winner of the Pacific Northwest Booksellers Literacy Award is the author of five short story collections, two memoirs, and five novels. People are missing so much that kind of the willingness to take a dare, you know, just to be daring enough to like, well, I'm going to try something. And I know there's people who still do that, but somebody asked me what was the biggest thing that changed in me that winter, and that's always a tough one, but it's um, afterwards, I've, I've, I've never been intimidated by anything. And... It's like when I decided I'd try to write for a living, my dad was just like, you know that you will make zero money. And he said, well, it's, I'm going to go for it. Again, I was pretty much just clueless and didn't know what the odds against me were. <laughs> but, you know, I said, well, I'm going to go for it. And I think there's a tendency now to go for it less. Just go for it and dare to do something that seems weird if that's what you want. You know, for a career, for a winter for, for anything. Yeah, I think anybody could. It's, I mean, <laughs> once you're out there, you don't have a lot of choice. In other news, where are the books at UM's bookstore? In sports, recapping the Grizz Cat doubleheader. And in arts, which cat are you? and a sneak peek into a Midsummer Night's Dream play. For more information about any of these topics and more, pick up a copy of the Montana Kaiman this Thursday, or head to our website at www.montanakaiman.com. For this week's Kaiman Cast, I'm Bayless Flynn. Thanks for listening.